स्थापकाय धर्मस्वरूपिणे अवतार वरिष्ठा कृपामूर्ती रामकृष्ण हाबल सुंदर प्रवचन ऐकल आज प्रवचनाच जो विषय है सत्संगा जो विषय है तो ही थोड़ा सा काल विषयाशी का जोड़ा तला धरून असाच है आज का विषय है द ग्रेस ऑफ श्री रामकृष्ण मी रिवेड महाराजां विनंती करो कि प्रवचना सुरवत करावी महाराज काल सारख आज ही इंग्लिश मधे अपले विचार मानते धन्यवाद चंडाल अतिहतर येम प्रवाह लोकातीन जहो लोककल्याणमाग त्रैलोक्यप्रतिम महिमा जानकी प्राणबंधो भक्तवरवपु सीतया राम स्तब्धीकृत प्रलयकलितहवोत्तम महा गीत शात मधुरमपिय सिंहनाद जगर्ज सोयम जाता प्रतितपुरुषो रामकृष्णस्तु इदानी जय नरदेव जय नरदेव जय नरदेव देव देव My pranams to Rabiad Maharaji. Sri Ramakrishna had a divine vision one day when Bhagavata Parayanam was going on. Sri Ramakrishna saw a divine light emanating from the Lord, touching the Bhagavatam. the holy scripture touching all the devotees it went back and merged into the lord sri ramakrishna went into a rapturous mood 
and he understood that bhagavatam bhagavan and bhakta they are all one and the same thing to such bhaktas who have come to the lotus feet of sri ramakrishna today my namaskarams to all of you yesterday we meditated on the second phase of sri ramakrishna as the kripa mukham few years before we had meditated on the sadhana mukham of sri ramakrishna today we will be meditating upon the kirti of the kripa murti it is an extension of the yesterday's topic yesterday we were dilating more upon sri ramakrishna's grace along with the different aspects of grace today we will be exclusively dealing with the grace of sri ramakrishna while discussing yesterday we saw that there is something that attracts us to sri ramakrishna that is the grace of sri ramakrishna the attraction coming from him attracting us making us follow his words and lead the life according to the path chalked out by the great master in the life of the avataras like rama and krishna we hear about their grace the kripa the blessings they shower on the devotees rama kripa is a well known term like rama ban the infallible grace of sri rama just by the mere touch of rama's toe a stone can turn into a woman inanimate stone can become a woman this is rama's grace you know how the stone turned into a woman is it not krishna's grace also is very well known and very popular and krishna's ways of showering his grace were also very mysterious and it defied our understanding arjuna wanted to have a glimpse of krishna's grace and krishna told when the time comes i will show you one day as they were going for a walk suddenly krishna told arjuna we shall go to the house of this man he is a friend of mine a devotee of mine arjuna was not much interested because it was a small hut and there was a cow tied to that post near the hut and there was a man with a haggardly looking appearance looking very poor and humble as soon as krishna entered the house the face of that humble and poor man beamed with joy radiating bliss arjuna was taken aback by the transformation on the countenance of that man what a change as soon as krishna entered this man's face has started glowing 
he put on two mats and he told prabhu oh lord please sit now and he was not much bothered about arjuna krishna sat this man brought little water washed krishna's feet and took that water as charanamritam and in few words and gestures he expressed his unbound devotion to krishna and from the corner of his eyes the love was oozing out in the form of tears of joy and arjuna was watching this drama going on then he went out and in few minutes brought two tumblers of milk and told krishna this is fresh milk from cow i have only this to offer in addition to my heart he had offered his entire heart to sri krishna and he told this is the only thing i have in addition to my heart that i can offer to you krishna in one gulp finished the tumbler of milk and he told okay we'll meet again krishna got up immediately and he told my business is over and as he was coming out of the hut suddenly he turned back and he told hello my dear sir in 3 or 4 days this cow will die and krishna walked off arjuna was very much amused poor fellow has not even a wooden plank to offer as a seat living in a hut in such a pecuniary condition this man is living and my lord has either blessed or is it a curse he told the cow will die within 3 4 days and as arjuna was musing within himself krishna who could read the heart of people just was glancing at arjuna from the corner of his eyes and he was smiling and silently walked and as they were walking they came across a palatial mansion and krishna told arjuna this man has been calling me for a long time today we shall enter his house also i have plenty of time today as they entered what a marvelous palace it was and inside so many people were there waiting to receive krishna they came with silver vessels and silk clothes they washed krishna's feet they wiped the water from the feet of sri krishna and the lady the owner of the house they all came with their children told krishna ye hi ye hi please come swagatam swagatam and as krishna entered inside there was a wonderful scene krishna and radha in the form of lakshmi narayana as a marble image was there on a silver pedestal and there was a golden chhatri above and golden lights were there lamps were there and so many varieties of sweets were offered to the lord and the house was glowing with enormous richness the owner came and told krishna how is it today you could remember me and he took him and made him sit on a jhula the swing which was made of gold arjuna was just wondering his eyes wide open oh this man is a real devotee of krishna and varieties of dishes were brought in front of krishna arjuna and krishna enjoyed those delicacies and while coming 
the owner of the house and his wife, along with all the children, they made sashtanga pranams to Sri Krishna. And Krishna blessed him. May you grow more and more in your riches. And both of them came out. As they were coming, coming back, reaching their abode, Arjuna could not control and he told Krishna, I can understand what you want to ask. <laughs> no, that man, yes, he was a poor man, he had only one cow. I showered my grace that in three, four days the cow will die. Yes, that's what I want to ask. I want to clear my doubt. Why is that? Are you a politician? He told, no, Arjuna, you are a Alpamedas. You can't understand the things of the divine world. This man's mind is absolutely on me. Just a small string of attachment is towards that cow. It's hardly a fraction of a percent. And I thought, this man, if you cut that string of attachment towards the cow, the entire mind will flow towards me. That man also was a great devotee. Only 25% of his mind was towards me. The 75% of the disk space of his mind. In the computer, we have got the used disk space. 75% of his mind was engaged in enjoying the worldly comforts and luxuries. As a mark of my compassion and grace, I felt if he completes the round of his bhoga enjoyment, the 75% of the mind also will turn towards me. Instead of aborting his devotion to me, by telling that all the riches will vanish, and making him desperate, I thought, why not allow him to have a fulfillment? After finishing the bhoga, he will get the yoga also. But don't feel that Sri Ramakrishna also should do it for you. <laughs> Better that we give 75% of our mind to the Lord, and the rest will be done by Sri Ramakrishna. So Arjuna, I thought, Otherwise, if I shower my grace on him, it will be a terrible thing for him. He will not be able to digest my grace. He will be oscillating between yoga and bhoga. The ways of the Lord are very mysterious, Arjuna. Arjuna told, whole oh Lord, it's very, very difficult to understand your maya. Krishna, you are a great mayavi. He made a pranam. And he told, let my mind be always at the lotus feet of yours. Let me not be a Marwadi set running behind the Lakshmi Narayan. So this is Ram Kripa. The second one was Krishna Kripa. Now today we are going to discuss about Ram Krishna Kripa. How powerful is this Ram Krishna Kripa? We know whenever Swami Vivekananda will talk, he will be high-sounding, exaggerated, stirring, exhilarating expression from him. Whatever he will try to express, everything will be in such a way, in a superlative way it will come out. 
Vivekananda gives an expression to Ramakrishna Kripa. And what a magnificent personality Vivekananda himself is. Every time I think of him, I feel I am even unfit to become the dust of his feet. Such a personality in front of whom even Mahamaya could not stand within 10 feet distance. She had to stand 10 feet away from him, enchanted by the powers she had granted to Swami Vivekananda. Sri Ramakrishna says even Mahamaya stands 10 feet away from Narendra Nath. Such personality, such power, such knowledge that Vivekananda says, if the dust of the Calcutta street can be taken in the hand and if Sri Ramakrishna blows it, what will happen? Hundreds of Vivekananda will come instantaneously. This is the power of Sri Ramakrishna's grace. We are mesmerized and struck with awe when we see one Vivekananda. And this Swamiji says, if Sri Ramakrishna can take the dust of Calcutta street, and if you can blow it from the dust of Calcutta street, 100 Vivekanandas will emerge. So that is the power of Sri Ramakrishna, our beloved master, our Devata. So as we are dealing with the grace of Sri Ramakrishna, whose magnitude and power we have no idea of, Swami Vivekananda has given one expression. In the end, as I will be concluding, I will be giving another expression, which is also superlative, in conveying to us whether we have received the grace of Sri Ramakrishna or not. With these few words, we will enter into the subject of Sri Ramakrishna's grace. Yesterday we were discussing what is it that attracts Sri Ramakrishna or attracts us to Sri Ramakrishna. In the personality of Sri Ram and Sri Krishna, with their charming countenance and image, the stupendous feats they achieved, and both adorned the country as the king of that time, rulers of our country, it was easy for the devotees to get attracted. But in the case of Sri Ramakrishna, entire Aishwarya, the divine powers, they were all absorbed and taken in. And when we look at him, there is nothing to enchant or charm us externally. As we look at Sri Ramakrishna, and if you can keep the image of Rama and Krishna, and Ramakrishna in between, an ordinary man will be really charmed by the images of Rama and Krishna. Sri Ramakrishna will appear like an ordinary devotee of Rama and Krishna. Not as a combination, Yugalavatar, Ramakrishna. Still, are we not attracted to Sri Ramakrishna? What is it that attracts you? Our Prasad, you told you are attracted by Sri Ramakrishna. What is it that is attracting you? Don't be frightened to give a wrong answer also. 
what is attracting you to Sri Ramakrishna? It is so simple, is it not? We make it so complicated. The simplest answer is, I don't know. You don't know, is it not? What is attracting us to Sri Ramakrishna? It is very difficult to answer and it is also easy to answer. If you are an intellectual, you will complicate ordinary things. And therefore it becomes difficult to explain. If you are very simple, what is attracting me to Sri Ramakrishna? He himself is attracting me to him, that's all. It is Thakur, my Prabhu, my Lord, he is the beloved of my heart, the darling of my heart. He is attracting me, that is all. There was a man who came to Delhi Ashrama for initiation. And Swamiji told, have you read the gospel of Sri Ramakrishna? No, Swamiji. The complete works? No. Holy Mother's life? No. Then you cannot get Sri Ramakrishna's mantra. What do you mean by that? Now, unless you read and get yourself acquainted with Sri Ramakrishna, you will not get the Ishta mantra of Sri Ramakrishna. Who cares for you, Swamiji? I love Sri Ramakrishna. If you don't give, I will myself chant the mantra. I don't care for any of you. And that Swamiji was charmed by this answer. It will fill up the form now. See, that was the rule in olden days. You have to read the gospel of Sri Ramakrishna, the complete works, mother's life, and sometimes the life of apostles. And then there will be an interview by the Swamiji who will be initiating you. Nowadays, it has become little liberal. See, what is attracting him is the unqualified love in our heart for God, for divine. So, what is attracting me to Sri Ramakrishna? I feel this is the first sign of his grace. Sri Ramakrishna Kripa comes to us as an attraction for him. How do we understand that Sri Ramakrishna's grace has come to me? Whatever may be the percentage in which we have got it, the first sign is that I am attracted to him. I love him. I love Sri Ramakrishna. What for? No answer. Love has no answer. We never tell our mother that tomorrow onwards we are going to love. We are already in love with her, we don't cultivate it. If ever you cultivate love, it will be artificial. So when we fall in love, we fall and then we rise again. In love, we are not there. When love comes, we are not there. So when Sri Ramakrishna's grace comes, as an unseen force, like a laser beam or an x-ray, something comes and attacks you. It can come in different ways, I told you yesterday. Through contact with Swamiji of the Ramakrishna Mat. Or one day you have come to the Ramakrishna Mat temple, you attended the Arati and you were charmed. Or you have come across a book. You have read that book and you feel you should come to Ramakrishna Mat. Or some devotee unknowingly brought you to the Ramakrishna Mat. You took prasad. Having taken the salt of Sri Ramakrishna, forever you have become a gulam.
slave of Sri Ramakrishna. There was a boy who was walking through the streets of one particular city. Suddenly he saw a sound that an elderly man was scolding somebody, perhaps his son. He gave a slap and threw a book outside the window. The book came and fell into the dustbin that was on the road. Immediately closed the door of the window and went inside. Out of curiosity, this man went and saw what was the book that was thrown out of the window. He took the book, read it. That was Karma Yoga of Swami Vivekananda and next month he joined Ramakrishna Math. Other boy could not join. This book which was rejected from that house, it fell into the dustbin. This boy took it, he read it and he joined. So the grace of Sri Ramakrishna comes to us in varieties of ways. But the primary source is the attraction. Something comes like a radioactive substance. It comes and attacks you. Mahendranath Dutta, brother of Swami Vivekananda, used to say in his book, Ramakrishna Anudhyani, he has written like this. When Sri Ramakrishna would come to Ramachandra Dutta's house, he will be in the parlor room of Sri Ramachandra Dutta. And as he will be sitting and talking, it will appear as if an ordinary man of the village is sitting and talking. But suddenly the image of Sri Ramakrishna will change. The whole face will start glowing. The whole image will undergo a transformation. And then he says, as if something, a light, it used to emanate from Sri Ramakrishna. He uses the term affluium. He says, like an aura, like a divine radiance, slowly it will start emerging. Like the flames of the fire, it will be expanding from him and slowly cover the entire room. Sometimes it used to even extend outside the entrance or sometimes through the windows like the flames of fire, it will go outside and it will be waving as like a wave of the ocean. Whoever comes in that radius or that circle, everybody used to feel that they are not bodies. They are not the minds, but they are spirits and they are one with Sri Ramakrishna. And that man will ever remain attracted to Sri Ramakrishna. There was a man from Nagpur who was working in Bengal Nagpur Railways. He was a great drunkard. Ramachandra Datta one day asked him funnily, Hello! If you are going on drinking like this, when are you going to eat your food? Food? My salary is not enough even for my drinking. How can I eat my food? Oh, is it so? If I give you aludam and luchi, will you come and eat? Well, yes. When is it? On this particular date, Paramahamsa will come here. There will be a feeding. All will sit together and eat. You come, I will give you aludam and luchi. Every day as he used to pass through the house of Sri Ramachandra Dutta, he will ask, Dada, Aludam and Luchi, will I get it? Will Paramahamsa come to your house? And one day Sri Ramakrishna had come to Ramachandra Dutta's house. There was satsang, there was bhajan, spiritual discourse and everything was going on. And this man came, can I get Aludam and Luchi? In that crowd, Swami Vivekananda's brother Mahendranath Dutta also was there. He narrates this experience, this man working in the Bengal-Nagpur Railway. Nowadays, that railway connection is not there. 
In olden days, it was there. It's a famous BN Railways, Bengal Nagpur Railways. Ramachandra Datta told, yes, the feast is going on. You go upstairs and take the food. Before that, make pranam to Paramahamsa. So who is Paramahamsa? The man sitting on that carpet. And as this man entered the hall, Mahendranath Datta says, suddenly Sri Ramakrishna's image underwent a transformation. The effluvium, like a golden radiance, started oozing out from the person of holy person of Sri Ramakrishna, and it started covering the entire room. At that moment, this man touched Sri Ramakrishna's feet little, made pranam, and immediately ran away to upstairs to take Aludam and Luchi. He was a drunkard, stark drunkard. After a few years, four or five years, after the passing away of Sri Ramakrishna, he came there and he told, where is that Paramahamsa? Paramahamsa, why do you want to see him? I have never seen a man in my life like that. Such powerful oozing of love from his personality. The moment I touched, I became a slave of his. Day and night, I could never forget him. He occupies my attention. My entire love is flowing towards that man. Premanath, where is my Premanath? He told, just I made pranam. What he did to me at that moment, Shubha Muhurta. And he had Savadhan. He was very careful, made a pranam, and Sri Ramakrishna captured the heart of that man. He became mad after Sri Ramakrishna. He was not aware of this miraculous incident that is going to happen. So this enigmatic way of Sri Ramakrishna's grace emanating from him captures the devotees. Maybe sometime, somewhere, hundred years before, unknowingly, we would have entered the house where Sri Ramakrishna would have been sitting. A little sprinkling of that grace would have fallen on us. And today we are here discussing about the grace of Sri Ramakrishna. So this is the first sign that we are coming to Sri Ramakrishna. is an indication that the breeze of God's grace is blowing on our head. Now we have to unfurl the sails. Sri Ramakrishna gives an indication of how people will be getting his grace. See, how in this avatara's life, everything has been kept so open for investigation. Nothing requires an explanation like a Purana. There is no story to hide the fact and then give an explanation. Everything is so open and Sri Ramakrishna is so transparent of everything, he himself expresses. What does he say? Anyone, if any time in his life, knowingly or unknowingly, has ever prayed to God with tears in his eyes, earnestly, that man will come to me. Is it not? If any time, knowingly or unknowingly, any one of us had prayed to God with tears in our eyes, with emotions welling up in the heart, Sri Ramakrishna says, that man must come to me before his death. Maybe we would have offered such a prayer. Not to Sri Ramakrishna, to any god. For Sri Ramakrishna, there is no discrimination among gods. You call Allah, Sri Ramakrishna will come. You call Jesus Christ, Sri Ramakrishna will come. 
you call rama you call hanuman you call ganesh sri ramakrishna can come through any form yes many of the disciples have had darshan of sri ramakrishna in the form of different deities it's a open fact one of the presidents of the ramakrishna order gave a subramanya mantra to a devotee and he told sri ramakrishna will appear to you in the form of lord kartikeya don't worry i have met that man for sri ramakrishna who is a sarva deva devi swarupa all these forms are his forms he is an unqualified god head from there you call any god he will come yesterday we saw how his grace breaks the frontiers of caste religion nationality language species and the quality of good or bad and then he says if you have done your sandhya and gayatri regularly you will come to me this is the vedic upasana the traditional hindu upasana of sandhya and gayatri if you have done it you will come to me so these two factors which sri ramakrishna mentions indicates to us clearly from the very mouth of the incarnation it has come out that if you are coming to him these two factors either one of them has been satisfied and that is an indication of showering of sri ramakrishna's grace on you so what is it that attracts us to sri ramakrishna one is sri ramakrishna himself unknowingly there has been a spiritual anchoring in the corner of our heart somewhere in some life we have accumulated sri ramakrishna is able to locate that trace that and in this life he says after this one more time sri ramakrishna will come and the time is approaching after that it will take a long time for man to get emancipation this life sri ramakrishna has showered his grace has become a muktiwari and he says one more time i will come the second serving most of our dining table we have second serving first time we have taken the first serving we would like to have some more and then the second serving comes sri ramakrishna also will come again and he says after that if you miss that chance then it will take a long time so we have to cultivate the spiritual hankering now itself consciously but the fact that we are here indicates that a piece or a portion of ramakrishna's grace has fallen us on us and then as told yesterday in the couplet of kabir chatur mal choguna kina to murakh moolagavayo if we are chatur spiritually intelligent we can capitalize on the grace of sri ramakrishna because he has attracted us towards himself voluntarily consciously understand that sri ramakrishna's grace has come to us now try to work it out we have a fixed deposit of 10 lakhs don't simply keep it in the bank work it out invest it earn more and more interest call on sri ramakrishna with tears in the eyes emotions welling up in the heart oh lord when are you going to come to me when are you going to touch give me the divine sparsha 
Sri Ramakrishna hears our prayers. And he hears the prayers of devotees more than the prayers of monks. A special partiality for householder devotees, which we saw on the Kalpataru day. All the monastic disciples have been sidelined, and it's a special grace because they are the devotees, bhaktas, is it not? And Sri Ramakrishna would like to be in the midst of bhaktas, dancing and enjoying their company. See, we have all come here, but without you, where is Ramakrishna Matan mission? Is it not? So Sri Ramakrishna says, my devotees are there. A special grace and consideration for the householder devotees. And in the lives of our devotees, we find many of them coming and telling, Swamiji, I had the darshan of Sri Ramakrishna, mother comes to me, she saved me, Brahmanji saved me, this Swamiji saved me. And we find nothing happening to us, what is this? Sri Ramakrishna does not even want to come in our dream. One of the Swamiji who was in Bombay, Swami Niramayanandaji, he was a Brahmachari when Akhandanji was there. And one day he saw Golwalkarji taking a big bunch of Agarbatti and doing Arati to Akhandananji. Akhandananji was immensely pleased. Golwalkarji had served Akhandananji for six months, morning six o'clock to night twelve o'clock without winking his eyes. Tremendous seva. As Golwalkarji wanted to take initiation, Akhandananji told, Guru ko din mein dekna, raat mein dekna. Then you make me a guru and I also will see you in day and at night time. And Golwalkarji gave his entire life. And Niramayanji, who was a brahmachari, was astounded. Oh, what a seva. And then Akhandanji blessed him. By my word, you will get brahmagyana. And this brahmachari was wondering, my God, I left my parents, my house, my job, everything. And last so many years I am here, I am not getting brahmagyana. And this Golwalkar has got it. And he was brooding himself for two, three days and he was crestfallen. I could not get it. And this man coming from somewhere within six months, he got it. How could that be? One day Akhandanji called him and he told, Jo, jo chata hai, wo wo pata hai. Jo kuch nahi chata hai, wo sab kuch pata hai. Are you are a child of Sri Ramakrishna. Whoever seeks whatever things, he gets that thing. You are the child of Sri Ramakrishna. You have left everything for him. Whatever is Sri Ramakrishna, you are the heir to the treasure house of spiritual realization of Sri Ramakrishna. Why do you seek? Then Niramayanji became very quiet. If you seek, you will get that. If you don't seek, you will get everything. It will be better not to seek. Now, Sri Ramakrishna will dump the entire grace. So, both ways, Sri Ramakrishna has got partiality, both on the monastics as well as on the householder disciples. He's absolutely a personification of sweetness, Sri Ramakrishna. We always feel defeated in front of Sri Ramakrishna. However harsh or angry you may be, the very sweetness of Sri Ramakrishna, the touch of sweetness, simply disarms us. We become so helpless or powerful in front of the grace of Sri Ramakrishna. The question now arises is why Sri Ramakrishna has to give his grace? And the same answer like yesterday, Ahetuki, his very incarnation is for showering his grace. There is no reason he has taken this body only out of pure compassion. 
कृपा ही केवलम कृपा ही केवलम कृपा ही केवलम शरणागतो हम शरणागतो हम शरणागतो हम कृपा ही केवलम एब्सोल्युटली रिलीविंग यू ऑफ ऑल टेंशंस एंड स्ट्रेंस ऑफ स्पिरिचुअल साधना इफ यू कैन अडॉप्ट द टेक्निक ऑफ शरणागति कृपा कम्स ऑटोमेटिकली यूजिंग आउट फ्रॉम श्री रामकृष्ण इज ऑलरेडी यूजिंग आउट दैट कृपा लाइक रसगुल्ला from which the ras the sweet syrup is oozing out shri ramakrishna is oozing out that grace in the form of the effluvium as mahendranath datta says whenever we approach his photo maybe shri ramakrishna is trying to ooze out that so special secretion in shri ramakrishna the grace so why shri ramakrishna has to give his grace nobody can explain perhaps he himself may not be able to explain he says mother is doing what i can do because all the blame sri ramakrishna used to put on mother shift the blame on divine mother good bad everything is due to mother so ramakrishna kripa in these two words we have to understand what is kripa and what is sri ramakrishna about kripa we had had lot of dilation yesterday and today also now we have to understand the word sri ramakrishna because the way we approach sri ramakrishna the outlook or the eye with which we look upon sri ramakrishna will emit that much of grace for us krishna says yo yo yam yam tanum bhaktah you remember that shloka श्रद्धयाचि तनु भक्त विदधाम्यहम विचवर देवतास देर अप्रोचिंग दैट श्रद्धा आई रेन फोर्स अंतवंतु फलम तेषाम तद्भवति अल्पमेधसाम द नेक्स्ट लाइन देवान देवयजो यांति मद्भक्ता यांति मामपी सो हाउ आर यू गोइंग टू अप्रोच श्री रामकृष्ण हाउ डू यू लुक एट श्री रामकृष्ण ऐसे ऑर्डिनरी देवता लाइक शीतला देवी आर सो मेनी स्मॉल डीटीज आर देर अकॉर्डिंग टू योर श्रद्धा इफ यू अप्रोच दैट वे यू विल बी अप्रोचिंग दैट एस्पेक्ट ऑफकोर्स श्री रामकृष्णा ग्रेस इज टोटली बैफलिंग वी कैनॉट अंडरस्टैंड बट कृष्णा सेस these people approaching the different aspects of the godhead i reinforce their shraddha in their own way but antavantu phalam tesham tad bhavati alpamedhasam the petty minded small minded people approach the divinity in a small way they get their fruits if i worship parabrahman as only lakshmi narayana i will get the benefit of lakshmi narayan i will get money that's all antavantu phalam tesham so how do we approach sri ramakrishna there are so many stotras in our prayer books you can see the in that how to approach sri ramakrishna here we will take up few points which will reveal to us how we should look upon sri ramakrishna because in the external appearance it looks so ordinary and simple Sri Ramakrishna is the supreme brahman coming to us 
in the form of Sri Ramakrishna to shower his grace. He is the supreme Brahman. One day Swami Subodhananji had a vision in which he had gone to the land of Devatas and Bhagirathi was flowing and so many Devatas had assembled there. They told from where you are coming. I am coming from that place from where you all have originated. And that man from whom all of you have originated, he is my father. I am his son. And they all made pronouns to him. So the understanding of Swami Subodhanandaji is that Sri Ramakrishna is that fountainhead from where all the forms and all the gods and goddesses are emerging. And he says, I am the son of that from where you all have come. And all the Devi and Devatas made pranam to Subodhanandaji, oh my God. He is the son of our manufacturer. Is it not? So Sri Ramakrishna must be looked upon as Purna Brahman. In discussing this aspect of Ishta Devata, in Bhakti Yoga, Swami Vivekananda says, whatever Ishta Devata or the chosen deity you have taken for your meditation, think that it is the Supreme Brahman. Don't limit them to a demigod. Don't demote them. Promote all the gods to the level of Supreme Brahman. If you approach God in that way, you will get the entire grace for spiritual emancipation or spiritual realization. This is one point. Sri Ramakrishna is to be seen as Purana Brahman. The second point is, is a combination of Rama and Krishna. And also a combination of all Devi and Devatas. All gods and goddesses are inside Sri Ramakrishna. Sarva Deva Devi Swarupaya Sri Ramakrishnaya Namaha. This is his mantra. You may have doubts. That is because of our petty intellect. Simply cast off all the doubt. We don't doubt the scientists, is it not? We doubt the spiritual personalities. These are all the realizations of rishis who were the disciples of Sri Ramakrishna. Mother herself has realized Sri Ramakrishna is an embodiment of all gods and goddesses. And in this age, Sri Ramakrishna has come as a symbol of religious harmony. As you approach Sri Ramakrishna, you must have this sentiment in your mind that as I am a devotee of Sri Ramakrishna, as I am carrying Sri Ramakrishna on the lotus of my heart, I look upon Sri Ramakrishna as a symbol of religious harmony, dharma samanvai. Because as you meditate on Sri Ramakrishna, as per the Patanjali Yoga Sutras, the qualities of the object you are meditating upon will come to you. So if you want this quality, which is a quality of Sri Ramakrishna, you can make a conscious effort that this murti, this image of Sri Ramakrishna is an image of dharma samanvaya, is a symbol of religious harmony. In addition to that, through the efforts, the sadhana, spiritual efforts of Sri Ramakrishna's life, we also understand that he has a special message for this age. What is that? He is a yoga samanvaya acharya. He has made a synthesis of all the yogas in his life. So as a devotee of Sri Ramakrishna, as we are worshipping him, 
meditating on him, we also will be following all the four yogas. We don't become one-sided. Sri Ramakrishna used to say, simply don't go on blowing like that. When the Shahnai will be going on, from the behind, one man will be holding one sur. And the man in the front, he will be playing on all the different swaras. Like the sapasa of the tampura, he cannot play any other swara. The other man will be running in all the sapta swaras. So don't hold on to one particular thing. Vivekananda used to say, crawl on all the four. We have got two hands and two feet. Crawl on all the four means take up all the four yogas at a time. Your nature and temperament may be suited for a particular yoga. That will become a prominent yoga in your life. Either Jnana Yoga or Bhakti Yoga or Raja Yoga or Karma Yoga. But all the other three yogas also should be in your life. Don't become one-sided. If you are a devotee of Sri Ramakrishna, if you are approaching him in this way, to get his grace. Because we have to approach each man in his own to get his grace, is it not? How to approach a collector? How to approach a prime minister? Or even an ordinary customer? In our college days, when we were studying salesmanship, they used to say, the door opener. If you want to open the door of a customer, you need not have to steal the key of his house. You have to just extend two toothpaste. So this is a free gift for you. The door will open. And you will enter inside. And then you can go on giving your sales talk. But the door has opened for you. Say, they used to say this is called door opener. So how to open the door of Ramakrishna Kripa, the Kripa Dwar? So if you follow all these things, Sri Ramakrishna will take note. This man is following whatever I have told through Swami Vivekananda. So in his life I find a synthesis of yoga. He is accepting all religions as true. He is believing that I am an incarnation of Rama and Krishna. He also thinks that I am Parabrahman. So I will not limit my grace to this devotee of mine. Madhbhakta Yanti, Mamapi. This man is going to come to me only now. So if you go to Sri Ramakrishna, all these attributes will come and adore us. So when we are a devotee of Sri Ramakrishna, a true devotee, a full devotee, a mature devotee, you will find these aspects will be in their life. If not, we have to cultivate it. This is what Swami Vivekananda and other disciples of Sri Ramakrishna has told us. So Sri Ramakrishna is living through these messages, these attributes of his life. So as we approach Sri Ramakrishna, we find that his infallible grace come to us. Once bitten by a cobra, at the most we can give three croaks. Is it not? We may go to different institutions for the time being. We may go to Sai Baba Ashrama, Chinmaya Mission, this, that. But like Tulsidas, we will say, Sri Nathe Janaki Nathe Abheda Paramatmani Tathapi Mama Sarvaswam Ramakrishnaha Kamala Lochana. You may go now and then because there may be some interesting talks or some bhajans. Sri Ramakrishna was not a fanatic nor was he a fundamentalist. But in your heart of heart, because in foreign countries when we are there, people come to us, you know, Amritananda Mai's devotees. Swamiji, we cannot reject them. Say, Swamiji, we accept Sri Ramakrishna as our Lord. Amritananda Mai herself is accepting Sri Ramakrishna. Can we reject them? 
No, Sai Baba devotees come. Oh Lord, Sri Ramakrishna, Sai Baba is so much enamored of Sri Ramakrishna. He talks about Vivekananda in his lectures. Swamiji, we love Sri Ramakrishna, though we are Sai devotee. In the Malaysian center, the main devotee who was helping me, she was a Sai devotee. And she said, Ramakrishna, oh, what a man he was. Sorry, what a God he is. She used to say, Swamiji, Sri Ramakrishna, we may be devotees of Sai Baba. So, Sri Ramakrishna is all accepting. He never rejects anybody. But, in spite of going here and there for some talks or bhajans or anything, our concentration will be like Tulasi Das, Ramaha Kamala Lochanaha. Our devotion and the entire commitment and sacrifice will be for Sri Ramakrishna. We understand that all these expressions in India, the awakening of different sects and cults, it's because of our Prabhu's coming. India will be flooded with spirituality, Vivekananda says, after the advent of Sri Ramakrishna. Sri Ramakrishna can work through any avenue, is it not? The Lord's instruments cannot be limited. Sri Ramakrishna was not limited. But in this approach, we have to take the approach of Tulsi Das. Though Rama and the other expression of Parabrahma, they are all the same, but my devotion is for Sri Rama. So Hanuman, when he wanted the vision of Sri Rama, Krishna had to take the role of Rama and appear in front of him. Is it not? Krishna understood Ananya Bhakti. I love every God. I love every sect, every cult I love because I can't have hatred and the same heart I cannot keep Sri Ramakrishna also. The embodiment of L-O-V-E, capital. So all these gods and goddesses we accept, but our devotion and our commitment, our involvement goes to Sri Ramakrishna. That is how we seek the grace of Sri Ramakrishna. As we seek the grace of Sri Ramakrishna as a devotee and also sometime as a monk, we get confused. We wanted to do something, we had prayed to Sri Ramakrishna, we thought he has given his blessings, but things are not working out according to our plan. Is it not? Sometime after taking initiation, one lady told Swamiji, after taking initiation, my uncle died within one week. <laughs> and my father-in-law had an accident. And mother-in-law had developed blood pressure. What is this, Swamiji? I told this is nothing. It has got no connection. Why do you unnecessarily connect? Even if you have not taken initiation, these things are happening. There are people who have not taken initiation. In their house also, father-in-law and mother-in-law, they die. People get cancer and blood pressure. Why do you unnecessarily confuse? Don't create a fusion between Ramakrishna, Diksha, and the incidents that are happening in your house. Maybe that Sri Ramakrishna wanted his grace. Or maybe he has given a call to them. They may be born again and they may become a devotee of Sri Ramakrishna. So we constantly mix our desire and God's grace. This we have to be clear that all our desires may not be fulfilled. Don't think that when your desire is fulfilled, that grace has come because sometimes after the desire has been fulfilled, after the few years of passing, the same desire will put you in such an amount of difficulty, you will be wondering, oh God, what happened? In the beginning I thought this was a grace of God, now I find, oh something wrong has happened. I have done something, some sin I must have committed. But in the beginning you thought 
that your desire has been satisfied and God's grace has come. So we should not mix up our desire and the grace of God. Grace of God is beyond the purview of our understanding. There was a young girl whom Sri Ramakrishna loved. And one day she had gone to bring rice for her deity. And as she came back running, and it was raining, Sri Ramakrishna was so much touched by her. What happened to you? There is no rice for God to offer. And tears started pouring from Sri Ramakrishna's eyes. And he told, Hare, immediately make arrangement for one acre of land so that they can offer food to their deity. Such a girl whom Sri Ramakrishna loved dearly, when her marriage was arranged, in an ecstatic state, Sri Ramakrishna told, Lakshmi will become a widow. Anybody will give such a blessing in this world? You are announcing the marriage information that we have found out a suitable match and that girl is going to marry. Maharaj, my daughter is going to get married. Your daughter is going to become a widow. What is this Maharaj? We never expected such a blessing. And Hridaya Ram asked, Mama, what is this instead of blessing? Is it a blessing or a curse? Sri Ramakrishna told, what can I do? Mother made me utter those words. All of us will think that a sumangali is an auspicious thing, is it not? To be a sumangali, you have got married, your husband will be there, you will not be a vidva, a widow. That's supposed to be a very auspicious thing in our life. And Sri Ramakrishna, in the very beginning, he says, you will be a widow. So the worldly people, they thought, something is really wrong with Sri Ramakrishna. The badness continues, perhaps. The treatment, the ailment has not been cured. And then Sri Ramakrishna continued. This girl, Lakshmi, cannot have family life with any man from this earth. She's a part of the incarnation of Shishtala Devi. Only Shiva alone can live with her. If Sri Ramakrishna had not given this explanation, it would be really baffling for us to understand why Sri Ramakrishna let out such a blessing. In a way, he told, a man of this earth cannot have a family life or a married life with Lakshmi. Lakshmi Didi, she is from a celestial world of gods and goddesses. Shiva alone can have marriage with her. Oh, now everything appears in a different light, is it not? It looked, had she had a successful marriage and lived with the man of this earth, what all karmas would have been generated, we don't know. Kavayo pyatra mohitaha, karmano ati gahana agati. There are so many stories in the life of Shaiva saints in Tamil Nadu. Once Nandi was born, some two people were going just from the corner of the eyes, Nandi looked. And Shiva told Nandi, I have burnt that fellow and that thought has come in your mind. Uh, sorry, well, no sorry, you may have to be born on earth. Just in a fraction of a second. And he was born as one of the Shaiva saints of Tamil Nadu who wrote the Purana, the story of all the 63 Shaiva Nayanmars. And Shiva blessed, I bless you that you will never forget me even though you will be born in, on earth. So from our understanding, the parents of Lakshmi, they desired that Lakshmi will have a wonderful married life. Sri Ramakrishna gave out this blessing. In fact, that saved her. 
A person from the celestial world cannot live with a person of this mundane earth. So we always mix desire and God's grace. And we think that if desire is not satisfied, God's, God's grace has not come to us. There was a beautiful conversation with God in Vedanta Kesari. One day suddenly God calls a man. And he says, I got time now, so I am going to talk with you. Who are you? I am God speaking. And the conversation proceeds. So many questions were being asked and God was answering. And suddenly the devotee asks, Acha God, do you answer our prayers? Now why not? All the prayers are answered. But sometimes after a lot of prayers I found there has been no answer. Not that there is no answer. The answer itself is no. <laughs> the prayers have not been answered. That no is the answer for your prayer. Why Lord? If the prayer will be answered, it will put you to a lot of trouble. Your life will become tragic. So sometimes God feels that the answer, the response for the prayer is a no. Hundreds of desires are arising in the mind. And if God is going to satisfy those desires, our life will become a hell, you know. Hundreds of temptations are constantly coming in the life of a sadhaka, is it not? Do you want to think that God should satisfy all those desires of yours or ours? If God is going to satisfy all our desires that are cropping up in our mind, sometimes without our knowledge, involuntarily, we'll go mad, you know, the life will lose its goal. So the grace of God comes and saves us. So don't mix up desire with the grace of God. And many times we really do not know what we desire. Is it not? We mix up these two things. Seeking God is totally different from seeking from God. Is it not? Seeking God is totally different from seeking from God. Artho artharti jignasu. There are four types of seekers, Krishna classifies them. One is a seeker of God, another one is seeker of something from God. Two such people approached Sri Ramakrishna. One was Upendranath and other was Narendranath. See the beautiful combination Upendranath and Narendranath. Upendranath used to come to Sri Ramakrishna. He will be among the devotees. And it may be happening now also. Sri Ramakrishna told, that man sitting there, I am not pointing out to you personally. <laughs> that man sitting there, he is bringing now and then some sweets, but mentally he is praying for money. Sri Ramakrishna has renounced taka, money, gold, everything he renounced. And this man is praying mentally, silently. He has not expressed but Sri Ramakrishna is an Antaryami. He is praying in his mind that he wants money. Upendranath. He is seeking something from God. One day, out of his infinite grace and compassion, Sri Ramakrishna told, This fellow has been coming to me for a long time. You see, persistence. Hari se lage rahore bhai, banata banata banajai. So this man, Hari se, 
Lagaraha. Sri Ramakrishna one day took the sweet box, opened it, very little. Just a small grain of it, he took and put it inside his mouth. He told, I bless you. He became a very rich man. He started the Basumati Press and Basumati Dainik. And he became a great devotee of Sri Ramakrishna. And if you go to Belurmat nowadays or Kamar Pukura or any center on January 1st, and if you find jilebis coming to you, it is because of this Upendranath. He used to bring jilebis during Thakur Utsav. Because he told Sri Ramakrishna, I like this jilebi because this is governor's wheel. In the traffic, when the governor's vehicle will come, all the traffic will be cleared. So similarly, as the traffic of food is going inside, when jilebi comes, you cannot say no. You have to take the jilebi. Sri Ramakrishna used to tell like that. And Upendranath published many of our publications. He became a great devotee. He sought something from God, and God captured him, showered his grace, and captured Upendranath. Though, so the seeker of something from God was made and converted as a seeker of God. That's another young man. In this Calcutta city, which is full of sense pleasures, there came a young lad and I was surprised. His eyes were fixed to the sky. Here, can there be a lad like that? He came and asked Sri Ramakrishna, have you seen God? Well, yes. Can you show me? He was a seeker of God. And in the process of his sadhana, the situation of his life became so miserable. Difficult situations came to him. And at one particular time, when Swami Vivekananda used to take menthane snuff, because so much pressure was there on the head, he had severe headache like migraine, he used to take menthol snuff to remove the headache. One day he goes to Sri Ramakrishna and tells, now it is impossible for a man to bear this pain. Manush or Shajjagorte Parve Na. Sri Ramakrishna puts his hand and instantly the pain vanishes. And Vivekananda was surprised. Oh, what a power. So father had died. The family situation had become very worse. And Sri Ramakrishna understood that. And he told, you go. Today is a good day. You will see the Divine Mother. You ask whatever you want. Something very wonderful and so touching, you know. As you read these incidents of Vivekananda's life, and the divine play of Sri Ramakrishna, automatically tears will come. This is the arrangement of Sri Ramakrishna. As the tears will flow, the impurities of the heart will be washed away. Divine Mother appeared and Swami Vivekananda went and asked, What? Give me jnana, give me bhakti, viveka vairagya. And he came back. He was shown the God so that he can have material welfare. He can seek something from God. This man came to God and he sought something. He got that thing. In addition, he got God also, Upendranath. Vivekananda wanted God. The situation made him want something from God, but he was refusing to ask God anything because he was a lover of God. Three times Sri Ramakrishna sent him to Divine Mother. And seeing the Raja Rajeshwari, what will you ask? The best, is it not? When you see the emperor of this universe, you are going to ask for a Canon camera, or a Sony TV, or Contessa Classic. 
Why I will ask all these things? I will ask him, take me across the ocean immediately. Of the samsara. Because that is the supreme power which is alone with that empress of the universe. Nobody else has got it. So Sri Ramakrishna showed Divine Mother and Vivekananda. What a beauty, you see. Mother, give me Viveka, Vairagya, Jnana and Bhakti. Three times he went and three times he failed. Sri Ramakrishna smilingly told, My child, see how beautiful, they are so touching. You are not born for sense pleasures. Vivekananda is not at all born for sense pleasures, so he could not ask anything material. Then Sri Ramakrishna blessed him. You may have ordinary clothing and food. So the seeker of God and the seeker of something from God, these two are two different approaches. Most of us are seekers of something from God. And then we think Sri Ramakrishna has not given his grace. I have not gone into Samadhi. I am not able to meditate. I am not able to concentrate. Do you want to concentrate? In the corner of the mind, you are desiring something else. You are seeking Sri Ramakrishna, not because you want Sri Ramakrishna. Daughter is 31 years old. I am not getting suitable match. In the underground current of your mind, if Sri Ramakrishna without asking, if you sense a suitable match, one of the devotees of us, she told, Maharaj, in your ashrama, wonderful young boys are coming. Why don't you catch any one of them? It's a real incident. I have prayed to Thakur, why don't you find a match for my daughter? She's already 32. And the Swami told, do you think I'm a marriage broker? <laughs> Guru is a marriage broker. He creates the match between the devotee and the God. But a Swami is not a marriage broker. See the hidden, lurking desire underneath. The external desire which appears as if we are seeking Sri Ramakrishna or God, is it not? So it's so subtle, we fail to understand that. In the life of Narendranath and Upendranath, we find these two facts. Though Upendranath was captured by the love of Sri Ramakrishna and Sri Ramakrishna made him an ardent devotee. We seek the desire of God or Sri Ramakrishna mostly out of fashion, you know. Somebody is wearing jeans pant, I also should wear a jeans pant. Somebody is wearing a, what is this, photo cell specs, I also should wear. They have got it, I also. Make a pranam, Maharaj Ashirvad Kara. For what? One devotee used to ask every month, Maharaj, please bless me. I told, how many times I should bless you? If I bless you second time, whatever blessing I have given already, everything will be denied and cancelled. <laughs> so going on renewing like a fixed deposit, I told, keep this blessing for two years. 8% compound interest or 36 months. After three years maturity, you come back. <laughs> so what for we want Sri Ramakrishna's grace? Is it greed that somebody has got Sri Ramakrishna's grace? We also want it. Because... We have to understand the purpose for which we are asking Sri Ramakrishna's grace. Simply Bhagavan ke barosa me, Thakur ke barosa me. What is this Thakur barosa? No, by his grace everything will be done. Yes, it will be done. We find in the life of Prophet Muhammad, as he had gone for one of the tours, he had put the tents and his assistant came and told, everything is ready. What about our camel? Allah ke barosa me chod diya. 
ఐ హ్యావ్ లెఫ్ట్ ఇట్ టు ద గ్రేస్ ఆఫ్ అల్లా ఇన్ ఇస్ ఫెయిత్ అలా ఫుల్ ఫస్ట్ ఐ ద క్యామల్ పైలే ఊంటుకో బాధో బాద్మే అల్లోకే అల్లాకే భరోసా మీ చూడదు ఫస్ట్ ఐ ద క్యామల్ దెన్ యూ వెయిట్ ఫర్ ద గ్రేస్ ఆఫ్ అల్లా ఇఫ్ అల్లాస్ గ్రేస్ ఈస్ నాట్ దట్ సంబడి మెట్ ఐ ద రోప్ అండ్ స్టీల్ యువర్ క్యామల్ వన్ ఆఫ్ అవర్ ఇంగ్లీష్ ప్రొఫెసర్స్ యూస్ టు సే దిస్ ఇన్సిడెంట్ హిస్ కలీగ్ హూ ఆర్ స్టేయింగ్ ఇన్ ద ఫోర్త్ ఫ్లోర్ ఎవ్రీడే విల్ పుట్ ది బైక్ ఆన్ ద గ్రౌండ్ ఫ్లోర్ అండ్ గో అప్ విల్ యూ నాట్ లాక్ ఇట్ నో గాడ్ విల్ టేక్ కేర్ ఆఫ్ ఇట్ హిస్ గ్రేస్ ఈస్ దేర్ ఆన్ మీ సో ఫూల్ డూ థింక్ గాడ్ ఈస్ యువర్ గేట్ కీపర్ he has to do so many important work don't make god a watchman for your bike lock it and then go to your house so most of the time we simply ask for god's grace what for if the grace is given we will not be using it once when i was in bombay ashrama they were distributing khandana bhava aarati song in a paper freely humko bhi ek dena wala kis liye ne usko diya aapne are usko diya tha tumko kya chahiye tum roz aarati mein aate ho kya బికాస్ ఫ్యూ ఆఫ్ ద పర్సన్స్ హూ హ్ టేకన్ ది ఆరతి పేపర్ వైల్ గోయింగ్ ఆన్ ద గేట్ దే డ్రాప్ ఇట్ అండ్ ఇట్ హ్యాపన్స్ ఇన్ అవర్ లైఫ్ ఆల్సో వీ ఆల్సో డ్రాప్ ద గ్రేస్ ఆఫ్ గాడ్ వన్స్ ఇట్ కమ్స్ టు అస్ హృదయరామ్ డిడ్ ఇట్ హీ స్పీల్డ్ ద గ్రేస్ ఆఫ్ గాడ్ శ్రీరామకృష్ణ షవర్డ్ ఇస్ గ్రేస్ అండ్ హౌ హృదయరామ్ బిహేవ్డ్ విత్ శ్రీరామకృష్ణ యూ సీ సో కృపాధారణం లైక్ బ్రహ్మచర్య ధారణం ఆర్ పతివ్రత ధారణం can you hold on to the grace of god you should have the power to hold on to the grace of god and then put it for a positive and creative use if you cannot hold it there is no use if you do not have the capability yogyata adhikari so simply desiring grace without deserving it is a fool's effort i read a beautiful proverb without intense spiritual learning asking for grace is like a bald man collecting beautiful combs a bald man is going on collecting beautiful combs made of ivory what for useless if we don't have intense yearning in the heart there is no use in asking for grace of the god is it not yesterday we spoke about the orbit of the earth and the orbit of the moon so first we have to come out of the orbit of the earth that means we have to give up this hankering for the mundane pleasures then the meaning of god's grace will be revealed to us it becomes meaningful then only but we are not willing to raise above the bodily pleasures and we say oh god give me your grace for what and we found in the life of mathuranath hridayaram and vaikuntnath sanyal that even when the grace was given they were not adhikari purushas adhikarina maashaste phalasiddhir visheshatah upaya desha kaladya santyasmin sahakarnika all other things are secondary are you an adhikari a qualified person do you deserve the grace if you don't deserve you will spill the grace will overflow there were two persons in the life of sri ramakrishna one was narendra nath one day sri ramakrishna sitting in front of narendra nath transferred the entire power to him and sri ram swami vivekananda found tremendous energy coming and filling his personality and he was charged and sri ramakrishna was weeping and he told i have become a fakir today and that grace and power of sri ramakrishna what a marvelous way swami vivekananda exploited it is it not you used it for spreading hinduism spreading vedanta for spreading the message of divinity of man and then releasing india from the bondage of slavery is it not 
what a genius he was, used Vedanta for political liberation of India. And British policers could never arrest him. They never found anything politics. But whomsoever revolutionary they caught, everybody had Bhagavad Gita and Swami Vivekananda's Colombo Almora lectures. And Vivekananda said, they don't dare to touch me. Why don't they catch and shoot me? But they don't dare because they know my death will run like wildfire and India will be free tomorrow. My death will be the first nail in their coffin. And what a marvelous, masterly way he used the grace of Sri Ramakrishna in spreading the Vedanta in the West, putting the flag of India in a honorable way in front of the Westerners. And in India, he charged the Indian masses to fight for India's freedom. This was because of Sri Ramakrishna's grace. And in the West, many times it happened. And Swamiji gives an expression. There were situations time and again when it appeared to me that my bones and flesh would be left on the foreign shore itself. And one of the meeting Christian fathers had given fruit juice to Swami Vivekananda and mixed poison. And as Swamiji was about to drink, Sri Ramakrishna appeared in the cup. Three times as he appeared, Swami Vivekananda put the cup down and walked off. As he was walking out, he heard a footstep of somebody running behind him. As he turned back, one man came and told, I am so sorry, sir. These people forced me to mix. I am the cook there. In such a nonchalant way, Swamiji turned back, never do it again to another person. And he walked off. So how Sri Swami Vivekananda used the grace of Sri Ramakrishna? Any one of you have got such global project that you want the grace of Sri Ramakrishna? None of us have got any project. Most of us don't even want God wholeheartedly, is it not? So why do we seek God? There is nothing wrong in that. We can seek Sri Ramakrishna's God for finding out the truth or to intensify our yearning. Otherwise, why do you want? There's another person on whom Sri Ramakrishna's entire grace fell. That was Mother Sharada Devi. As a Tripura Sundari, when she was worshipped, Sri Ramakrishna offered the entire fruits of the sadhana, including the Japamala. What a personality. In such a silent way, mother could hold the entire power and grace of Sri Ramakrishna. Apur Yamana Machala Pratishtam. Not, in a way, not even a single wave appeared in the personality of mother. Absolutely silently she absorbed everything and kept quiet. As if nothing has happened. If grace comes to us, what will happen? Many of the sadhus outside, they get grace. Immediately miraculous powers come, this come, that come. And then the sadhus become astrologers. They predict things. And then laddu, peda and so many things come to them. And then slowly they lose track of their spiritual life. We had one of our Swami who was staying outside in Vrindavan, Vimal Maharaj. He was called Tat Baba or something. He was wearing a jute bag as the cloth. He was staying underground like a fox. There was a hole inside the earth. He will go and stay there. And mother's disciple, Swami Sharadeshanandaji, Gopesh Maharaj, he was in Vrindavan. He warned him, hey, don't do all these things. Our Prabhu has shown a royal path. You walk on that path. And one day as this Swamiji was there, something happened. And after a few days, he came back to our ashram and, to, and told, hereafter I will stay in the ashram only. Well, why? He narrated this incident. He told, one day three or four people have come. And they told, Mahatma Ji, number number? number 
किस लिए तपस्या का फल आप क्या करने वाले हैं हम तो दुनिया के आदमी हैं नेक्स्ट टाइम इफ आई गेट आई विल ट्राई टू स्पीक इन हिंदी ओनली लास्ट फ्यू मंथ्स बिफोर आई गेव टू टॉक्स इन हिंदी इट बिकम्स मोर होमली महात्मा जी किस लिए आप महात्मा बने तपस्या किस लिए तपस्या का फल क्या करेंगे आप नंबर बताइए एंड दिस स्वामी जी गॉट फ्राइट नहीं हम तो ये सब नहीं जानते हमारे पास कुछ शक्ति नहीं है नहीं 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 साधुओं के पास तो शक्ति नहीं तो और क्या होता है भक्ति तो आई ही तो शक्ति तो होगा ही कुछ नंबर बताइए मटके में हम नंबर लगाएंगे मैं कुछ नहीं जानता हूं यही तो बात हुई साधुओं की बातों में बात होती है मैं कुछ नहीं जानता लगाओ आठ नंबर पर महात्मा जी आठ नंबर में लगाएंगे यदि लग जाए तो चढ़ाएंगे लड्डू पेड़ा मावा नहीं तो सावधान क्या तपस्या कर रहे हैं क्या साधु है आप फिर तो पड़ेगी पिंडी एंड आफ्टर दिस पीपल वेंट अवे थिंकिंग दैट महात्मा इज गिवन द नंबर एट और महाराज केम बैक बोलो छोड़ो भाई अब इनसे छूट जाए हम सो द ग्रेस ऑफ गॉड फॉर वॉट पर्पज वी आर गोइंग टू यूज How are we going to use this grace of God without intense spiritual learning? And if you want to have that grace, how are we going to seek it? Today also, I am going beyond the limits of time. I would like to finish in another five ten minutes. One of our Swamiji has expressed this approach for getting the grace of Sri Ramakrishna. One has to become a beggar. Kripa yachana ki jati hai. we have to beg for the grace of god and how to beg this comes in this four stanzas the famous stotra which is found in the prayers and hymns of our ramakrishna math and the swamiji says nakadi lokam sukadam chadivyam suramyam aishwaryam aham na yache all the different celestial lokas nakadi lokam and those sukhas associated with those heavenly regions i don't want aishwaryam aham na yache i don't beg of all these thing and it comes beautifully hridasanetam tvam kripaya sadavai oh lord ramakrishna what do i beg of you no hridasanetam kripaya out of mercy on the lotus of my heart you come and stay forever vaseti yache bhuvi ramakrishna ha Oh Lord Ramakrishna, catching hold of your feet, I only beg for this one thing. What is that? The lotus of my heart. It is empty. There is a vacancy. Oh Lord, come and occupy the lotus of my heart. Vasaiti ya che bhuvi Ramakrishna ha. So be like a beggar. If you are already full inside, then nothing can be poured. You must be empty inside. A beggar is totally having an empty bowl. so the heart the begging bowl of a devotee must be empty and then when it is empty without any desire there we have to ask sri ramakrishna to come and adore next is inside that lotus nobody should be there sri ramakrishna says if manager is there in the storeroom the owner will not come so manager is the ego who wants to manage when you can manage why should i come and manage you can take care of the thing surendranath one day brought a beautiful garland 
and he thought, what a lovely garland I have purchased for Sri Ramakrishna. And he was in the mind, thinking very joyfully about the costly garland. And as Sri Ramakrishna started dancing, Surendranath had put that garland on Sri Ramakrishna's neck. And while dancing, Sri Ramakrishna took the garland and simply threw away. And he was deeply hurt. Surendranath was sitting outside the room. And he was so much smitten. He was thinking, what this Brahmin Pujari can understand about this garland? I have spent so much of money. It's so costly. What a lovely garland. At the time, Sri Ramakrishna was singing, Jagachandra Har Purechi, Jagachandra Har Purechi. Jagachandra Har is the entire stars with the moon. That is my garland. What is this garland, Surendra, that you have got? I am the infinite Nirakara Brahman. The entire sky with the, all the stars and the planets are my garland. And Sri Ramakrishna was dancing in ecstasy. Jagachandra Har Purechi, Jagachandra Har Purechi. And as Surendranath was listening to these words, he was filled with remorse. Yes. I am so egoistic. I felt that I have brought this garland. It is so costly. Definitely, Lord doesn't like this egoism. And then tears pouring out of his eyes, he again came back. And suddenly he found as he was entering the hall, Sri Ramakrishna took the garland, put it on his neck. Premier Har Purechi, Premier Har Purechi. I have put on the garland of love. And Surendra made pranams and Sri Ramakrishna blessed him. So when we bring something, many times devotees, they say, Swamiji, we have put 5,000 rupees in the hundi. I told, why do you tell me? You could have given in the office, you could have got it. I said, no, we don't want anybody to know. Because if we give 5,000 in the office, our name will come in the annual report. I told, nobody will care for that. Nobody will know who is this Sunirmala. No, but somehow, then in that case, you could have put it in the hundi. Yes, I have put it. Then why do you come and inform me? No, you should know it. See how the desires are acting in a contradictory way, is it not? So the ego prevents the flow of grace on us. The second, third point, what can evoke the grace of Sri Ramakrishna? We have to offer something to the Lord and Krishna says in the Gita, Patram Pushpam Palam Toyam. And how to offer that? So what are the things we have to offer? Patram, Pushpam, Phalam. And then, what is that Toyam? Hmm. Sri Ramakrishna says, I don't want even that Toyam. I want different type of Toyam. What is that Prema Shru Toyam? Tears of love, drops of water emanating from the corner of your eyes out of love for God. If that comes, Patram is not required. One step ahead of Sri Krishna. No pushpam, no phalam, no toyam in the vessel also. Need not bring anything. Simply look at me and if you can shed two drops of tear. The great Vairagi, the master renouncer, Sri Ramakrishna, is greedy of one thing. The tears of devotees. If tears come in our eyes, we need not take anything to Sri Ramakrishna. Of course, don't do it practically. <laughs> so can you weep for God? If tears come, Sri Ramakrishna says, that is a sign of bhakti. If at the utterance of the name of Hari, even once, if tears can come through the eyes and the hairs can stand on its end, know that the rosy dawn has come and there will be sunrise now. This is bhakti. How to understand bhakti? If tears can come. Don't artificially create tears. Develop bhakti and tears will flow. 
And as we read the Vachanamritam, don't you feel now and then tears uncontrollably come out of our eyes? And sometimes when I read Vachanamritam and Sri Ramakrishna is telling that weep for God, sometimes I too feel angry with Sri Ramakrishna. Love fellow, you have wept so much. The entire tears of the universe have been emptied by you. How can we weep? Where are the tear drops for us? You have wept so much. Master Mahasaya says, one day Sri Ramakrishna was weeping and the tears were passing through his body and running through the floor. If you have wept so much, O oh Lord, where is the water for me to shed the tears? And sometimes I feel, no, he is all merciful. I need not weep at all. He already has done all the weeping for us. Is it not? Bapka sampati hai, betega damal. Bapka mal, betega damal. Sri Ramakrishna has wept. Oh Lord, why should I weep for you? Have you not wept for me? Yes, Sri Ramakrishna has wept for us. He says, everything I have done for you, you need not bother. So if we can develop that spirit, then Sri Ramakrishna's grace can be elicited. Another condition for eliciting Sri Ramakrishna's grace is, he says, lack of crookedness, simplicity and earnestness. One day showing the Alipur road, he says, look at this marvelous road, so wide, so broad and straight, like the heart of a monk. Straight, broad, wide and open, no crookedness. There should be no crookedness. Chala ki dwara mahat kaj hobe na, Sri Ramakrishna says, Vivekananda says, Chala ki dwara mahat kaj hoi na, brihat kaj hoi. Through chala ki, through cunningness, you can do big works, but not great or significant works. So Sri Ramakrishna never liked this crookedness of heart. One day Manmohan had entered Sri Ramakrishna's room, and Sri Ramakrishna's feet were dangling from the cot. He thought, now I will massage the divine feet of Sri Ramakrishna. As he approached, immediately Sri Ramakrishna withdrew. And in utter simplicity, Manmohan told, what? Why are you drawing your feet? I will cut your both feet and take for the devotee's sake, so that all of them will make pranam. We will hesitate to talk like that, is it not? He told, you are withdrawing your feet, I will cut both those lotus feet and I will keep it in that village so that all the devotees will come and make pranams. They will worship your feet. Sri Ramakrishna goes into ecstasy, he stands up and immediately extends his leg. And then Manmohan massages Sri Ramakrishna's feet. So simple, you see. Can we be so simple without putting any mask in our heart? One day a boy came to Sri Ramakrishna and he told, can you remove your clothes? Immediately the boy became naked. Can we become naked? Not externally, internally. Can we remove everything in front of Sri Ramakrishna? How much we are hiding, is it not? One man came to Sri Ramakrishna. He was filled with guilt. Sri Ramakrishna told, tell me what all offenses you have done. He could not utter. You tell, I will not reveal this to anybody. He could not tell what all mistakes he has done. You told, okay, go to Mother Ganga and tell her. You will be relieved of all these sins. He could not. During our sannyasa time, what we do, you know, in front of our Prabhu, we will go. Symbolically, entire clothes will be removed. We will be standing naked like a newly born child in front of Sri Ramakrishna. Prabhu, there is nothing to hide for me. You are already our Antare Ami. Everything is inside that you know. What is there to hide for me? So before I take sannyasa, this Geruva cloth, all the Swamis will be absolutely naked in front of Sri Ramakrishna, who himself is a Digambara. He is Lord Shiva, the master Vairagi renouncer, 
What is that to hide? Everything must be renounced. Can we keep our heart and mind absolutely open, transparent for Sri Ramakrishna to read? Continuing this, Sri Ramakrishna says, if you want to have the grace of God, bhaver ghore churi korvena. In the temple of your conscience, don't commit theft. In connection with that, he will say, man muk akkaro. What you talk, what you think and what you do, everything must be synchronized. Don't think one thing, don't talk another thing and do something else. That becomes a sign of crookedness. Is it not absolutely crooked? Thinks one thing, talks something and does something else. So if you want the grace of Sri Ramakrishna, we have to have this Maan Muk Ak. Next is the Arpana Buddhi. Offer everything we have to Sri Ramakrishna, unconditionally. This is the courage, the daredevilry to surrender. Though we want to surrender, how many of us are frightened, is it not? Girish Chandra Ghosh did it, absolute surrender. Total power of attorney was given to Sri Ramakrishna. You can do anything, even kill me. Because if you kill me, that will be a blessing for me. Because you can't do any harm for me. You are my Lord. So can we have the courage of surrendering? Nay, kuch hoga to. Why we are frightened of surrendering? Let whatever happens, let it happen. I will take it as a prasad. Then the grace of Sri Ramakrishna will come. The another qualification we should have is, the way we look upon women, both for sannyasis and also for householders. Sri Ramakrishna says, look upon all the women as a manifestation of goddess. And for a householder also, after getting two children, he should think that wife is a sister. Similarly for the women also. In the sannyasa Gitam Swamiji says, whoever thinks of woman as a wife cannot enter and pass through the gates of Maya. Never think that your companion is a wife. For the time being, she is a wife and Sri Ramakrishna has given a command. After that, don't think of your wife as a wife. Think that she is a goddess or your sister and serve her. The next one is the smaller teachings of Sri Ramakrishna. I will just go through very fastly. Sri Ramakrishna never liked wasting of food in the plate. Many times we take prasad and we waste it. Sri Ramakrishna never liked doing anything in haste or in a disorderly way. So these two things we have to keep it in mind. Whatever we do, do it systematically as if it is a worship and never waste food. Sri Ramakrishna never liked. One man had brought six better leaves instead of five. Sri Ramakrishna became angry and he told, why you have brought six? No, I can give it to somebody. Well, that I also know. But what was the need for bringing six and only five was enough? So these are the small teachings of Sri Ramakrishna, which as a devotee of Sri Ramakrishna, we should follow to get his grace. And if we ever get his grace, what will be the sign? There will be so many signs like tears coming from our eyes, developing devotion, developing renunciation, and so many things. But Swami Vivekananda has given us a sign of his grace. If anybody claims that he has got the grace of Sri Ramakrishna and if he is still attached to the world, never believe that person. The sign of Sri Ramakrishna's grace is unattachment to this world. 
he uses this word not non attachment unattachment to this world if from the heart of that man kama kanchana has not been totally eradicated if lust and greed has not left the heart of that man know that sri ramakrishna's grace has not come if sri ramakrishna's grace has come to somebody there will be detachment and absolute renunciation of kama and kanchana as a final incident i will tell that sri ramakrishna's abhayavani as an expression of his grace that whoever thinks of him he will come to them at the time of departure from this world is standing constantly as a proof of his grace whoever thinks of me chants my name or worships me to him i appear before his death there was a lady in front of our ramakrishna mat chennai by the name jaya she had developed cancer and on a particular day she told today i may pass away i feel that i am going to drop off my body so she sent message if some swamis can come to my house i'll feel blessed few of our swamis from chennai mat they went to the house it was just in front of the ashrama and suddenly after a few minutes she told ho oh, sri ramakrishna has come guru maharaj has come maharaj guru maharaj has come mother has come swami ji has come and she passed away immediately just few years before she was a devotee of us and sri ramakrishna's abhayavani which is the symbol of his grace it is working now and his grace is living vibrating and dynamic it is a constant present tense so if we can follow these points and pray intensely for sri ramakrishna's grace the unbound grace of sri ramakrishna will come fill our heart nourish our life and enrich our personality with emotions in the heart and hidden tears in the eyes i offer prayerful salutations to sri ramakrishna hey thakur kindly shower your grace on us shower your kripa kataksham on us may the blessing of sri ramakrishna be on all of us hari om tat sat धन्यवाद स्वामीजी अपने सर्वे मी स्वामीजीं धन्यवाद देतो दी उद्या उद्या विषय है नाहम नाहम तुहू तुहू आज स्वामीजी ने जे संगित प्रकार हा पुढ़ा भाग है अपने सर्वान विनंती है कि आप उद्या ही संध्या सात वजता हा प्रवचना प्रारंभ हो सगज अपने ओखीचर नगैर सगैंक घेन या धन्यवाद